0: the truth about President Trump. There are three points I'd like to make in this talk. First, there's no evidence at all that Donald Trump incited violence in relation to the invasion of the Capitol. In fact, if anyone were guilty of violence, it would be the Democratic Party and especially Vice President Harris and the mainstream media in relation to eight long months of violence across the United States, which they not only ignored, but which they encouraged. So the first thing is, Donald Trump is in no way guilty of inciting violence. And secondly, there are mountains of evidence demonstrating that there was fraud Massive fraud in the federal election and that there were serious breaches of the Constitution. And third, as a result, the world is closer to domination by red China and Australia, unfortunately, is in the front line. The great Martin Luther King once said, A riot is the language of the unheard. A riot is the language of the unheard. The American mainstream media took that out of a completely different context and they used that, they purloined that to justify the looting and burning by dangerous left wing groups, that is Antifa and BLM, Black Lives Matter, across the United States for almost eight months. The American mainstream media were able to say On television When they were actually showing A background of burning Looted buildings They were actually able to say This is essentially A peaceful demonstration And instead of The Democratic Party And the mainstream media Criticising this criminal behaviour Instead there was rapturous Applause And the worst The very worst was by the coming vice president, Kamala Harris, who not only encouraged people to contribute to a bail, to let militants out of prison so that they could return, no doubt, to looting and burning. She also, when questioned on television, said this is not going to stop. This was well before the election. She said it won't stop with the election. It's not going to stop. They're not going to let up. Nor should they They should not If anybody should be impeached Surely it should be Kamala Harris But she is, as you know Planned to be The next president but one of the United States The Democratic National Convention Where she failed as a candidate But was again Specially selected by Obama To be Biden's running mate The Democrat National Convention Although these riots seriously affected the poor, the poor blacks, the poor Latinos and the poor Asians who had their businesses and buildings ruined, who lost an enormous amount of money, with 30 people dead. The Democratic National Convention refused to condemn the violence. Of course, it was so much different when some people decided to invade the Capitol The capital, according to a very eminent African-American commentator Jason Whitlock is the sacred ground for the elites. This is where the global elites exchange cash for influence and privilege. It's where congressmen come in with not a great amount of wealth and earning the quite considerable income about $130,000 US dollars a year, they come in with that and they very soon become multi-millionaires because of the cozy relationships they have with the big tech lobbyists and the corporations, all anxious to curry favor with red China because that is the great gift that the communist Chinese have realized they can give to the American elites They can satisfy their greed. You might have noticed that Apple is so concerned by what happened at the Capitol that they've moved Parler, a small opponent, a competitor of uh, Twitter and uh, Facebook, they've moved them off their server. But Apple is accused seriously accused on strong evidence of using slave labour in China. Slave labour coming from the Muslim Uyghurs. It denies that, but there seems to be very strong evidence in that regard. And as to the sort of congressman who comes in poor, gets a decent income from the public, but ends up a multi-millionaire, there is no more glaring example no more glaring example than the coming president, Joe Biden, who, with his family, and we've seen evidence of this, which the mainstream media and which the social media tried to block until the election took place, considerable evidence of this, which has not been denied in terms of the content of the emails, or the conversations with some very outstanding people who decided to give evidence because they thought they were being involved in a genuine business venture. He is a glaring example of the sort of congressman who comes in but turns out very soon to be a multi-millionaire. So unlike President Trump, who came in a billionaire and refused to take any salary and made nothing out of being president apart from doing his duty. Now, no serious journalist, no serious commentator could possibly say that Trump incited the invasion. Firstly, he very specifically called for it to be peaceful. It was to be a peaceful march down the avenue to show support for investigation. He never called on them to do anything to be violent. And why would he? He would have shot himself in the foot because the whole purpose of the day was to try and set up investigations into the amount of fraud in the elections. If he'd actually called on his supporters to go and invade the capital, there wouldn't have been a few hundred There would have been tens of thousands. They would never have fitted into the Capitol. And there's emerging evidence that there were people there already. The invasion began before he finished his speech. And the day before, the FBI warned that this was going to happen. They warned the police that there would be an invasion. Obviously, it was planned, and it was planned by elements not at all favourable to Trump, who then disguised themselves as Trump supporters. Obviously, a number of Trump supporters followed them, but they were invited in by the police. We've seen that on videos. And we've also seen videos where Trump supporters are trying to restrain people from breaking windows and accusing them of being Antifa. The invasion was certainly not Trump's, and he certainly did not incite them. There's no evidence of that whatsoever. And just look at his enemies. In office, they prevented, this was the Obama-Biden administration, they prevented the Drug Enforcement Administration from bringing Hezbollah, the Middle East terrorists, drug traffickers, because they're getting money from trafficking drugs into the United States to justice, so that he could save the deal he was doing with the mullahs in Iran, that ridiculous deal to allow the mullers to go ahead with nuclear development. In office, they also engaged, as we've seen, as Biden has shown, in selling off access and influence to foreign oligarchs, and in particular, the Chinese, as did Mrs. Clinton. The whole purpose of the Obama-Biden administration was to manage the decline of the United States, and to advance, it seems, the interests of China because they always went soft on every aspect of China, including breaches of international law and the annexation of the South China Sea. And after the 2016 election, his enemies in the Democratic Party and in the media fabricated this story about Russian collusion, which went on for four years. They lied to get wiretaps from the special court which gives this, is all based on a dossier paid for by Mrs. Clinton, manufactured. And uh, for eight months, they effectively licensed their paramilitaries in the Democrat cities in the northern summer to conduct a reign of terror with looting and burning from Portland across to other cities in the United States which was a terrible act of violence, committed so that they could create disfavor in relation to the Trump administration. As to fraud, as to breaches of the Constitution, the case brought by Texas in relation to breaches of the Constitution concerning electoral law was open and shut. I had the privilege of reading that case. It was very clear to me That there was a very significant breach of the Constitution. How sad it is that the Supreme Court decided not to actually hear that, perhaps because it was too strong. They decided to not let it go ahead purely on a ground of a technical ground. That's to say that Texas, they said, didn't have standing, nor did the 17 other states. The only scope that the states have to sue other states is to do it in the Supreme Court it was obvious that they were either afraid or they were not independent. It's a terrible indictment on the Supreme Court. that Almost no judge would hear the cases of detailed fraud, but also rejected them, usually on the ground of some technicality, reflects very poorly on the American judiciary as to their independence and or as to their lack of courage. To an extent, you can't blame them about lack of courage, they knew from what they saw across the United States that anyone trying to go against the Democrats, trying to expose any of these rorts would find that they would be a target of a BLM and they would be a target of Antifa and remember about 30 people died in those riots in the north and what is most disappointing, disappointing for posterity is that Vice President Trump, Vice President Pence, at the time of the joint hearing, decided that he was no more than a rubber stamp. The founding fathers certainly didn't think that. Alexander Hamilton, who designed the presidency, who designed the way in which the president and the vice president would be chosen, saw the vice president as being an extraordinary person may occasionally become a substitute for the President and the Supreme Executive magistracy. It was never intended that the Vice President would just give his approval, his imprimatur to enormous breaches of electoral law, the Constitution in relation to electoral law, and of obvious fraud. And if anyone doubts there was fraud, note that the only time the votes suddenly went up in relation to Biden, was when they managed to get the scrutineers out. Imagine in Australia, holding an election count without the scrutineers. There would be outrage in Australia. It would just not be tolerated. But in the United States, that's what they did in the battleground states. They got the scrutineers out. The votes changed and reversed massively, And then later on, when they continued counting, they managed to keep the scrutineers away where they could do nothing meaningful in relation to watching the vote. In America, they're called not scrutineers, they're called observers. I think the Australian name is much better because it explains exactly what they're supposed to do. Well, the result is that we have tainted unconstitutional elections And they may well be locked in for a period of time. We have a Manchurian candidate who is going to move into the White House. The president is very soft on China. He's been compromised by China. He'll be succeeded, and the plan is for a succession, by an even more extreme left-wing vice president, Kamala Harris, who approved, who approved lavishly the violence that went on for eight months in the United States. She's an extremist. And what we will have is what is sometimes described as Obama's third term. That is, managed decline of the United States, venezuelan style socialism, the international surrender of the standing of the United States, and obviously the advance of communist China to world domination. The election clearly was stolen from Trump. Any fair assessment would come to that conclusion. He, for what he achieved as president, is in many ways, I think, the greatest American president since Ronald Reagan. And now, with the European Union rolling over, ignoring all the breaches of international law and humanitarian law by the Red Chinese, Donald Trump has shown that he alone or his apprentice, can make America great again, perhaps at the next election, if somehow it can be made to be fair, only he or his apprentice can stop red China's path to imperial domination. And the result will be, despite the echo chamber in the Australian mainstream media, which is so anti-Trump, so outrageously anti-Trump, we in Australia will find ourselves in the front line in relation to the growth of Chinese power and domination in the world. It's time then for Australians and Americans to take back their countries.